Welcome to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you today. We're talking about automation. Yeah, as promised, we're doing this. As promised by Greg to me, we're we're doing this. <laughs> no, we've been uh, we've been teasing this show for a while now, and, and I I want to call this the automation sensation. No, oh, nice, I'm nice. Looking, I'm looking forward to it. Well, you know, if I got a group of people to like get behind this, maybe it could be the automation nation. Some you know, taste. like everybody. Uh, the automation sensation nation. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, so yeah, I I love but Rob, automation. It's oh yeah. Anticipation for the automation <laughs> nation sensation that has really got everybody waiting and hands and hands and needles. Exactly. Right. Exactly. They they've just been uh, there's so much anticipation amongst the nation there that. Uh, <laughs> I could keep going. It's turning into a Dr. Seuss book, right? It is, it is. <laughs> so uh, there's so many different ways we could go about this. I mean, we could talk about email automation, like marketing automation, like that type of thing. Uh, just straight up creating systems and figuring out ways to better automate so that you've got more time to do whatever it is that you want to do instead of the stuff you have to do. Um, and I've got some great programs that I wanted to discuss. So I'm, I'm super prepared, Greg. Uh, I'm going to let you interview me. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a second. I I thought we were going to build robots. Oh, well that's, that is a possibility. I thought that's the automation we're doing. What? (laughs) There's a different type of automation we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're talking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I think the key to automation in my eyes is like, how do you make your processes easier and less manual, right? I mean, that's the direction we want to go here. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we had that one show a few, uh, it was, I don't know, it was early on in our uh, episodes here where we kind of talked about like that work-life balance, right? And, and that is, is so much easier when you can automate things, I think, you know? And, and oh, for sure, for sure. I, I mean... There's so many ways to go about it now, and there's so much like software out there. Let's let's. I gotta jump right into some of the software here. This is just for like general, um, general automation for your business, right? There's two applications that I just love online. There's Zapier, which is Z A P I E R. You can connect one app to another app, and like. Seconds, right? So what you can do, for instance, like some of the stuff that I do is if I post something on a WordPress blog, it automatically takes that and turns that into a tweet. It turns it into uh, a Slack message so that we know that it happened. It turns into a Facebook post. It turns into a LinkedIn post. So like with just one thing, and I don't have to go in and do anything. It just happens automatically right off of our our uh, uh, WordPress blog. Right. And that's it. It's done. How much time would that have taken before? You know, like, oh, I got to log into Twitter. I can remember the password, right? <laughs> I got to log into Facebook and figure out, you know, their changed navigation of the week and go through all these different processes. Well, I don't have to do that anymore. It just does it for me. And that's just one little sample of what it can do. You can have these things do so much where you can wire in. I think it's like 5,000 different apps all into one. And I know I sound like I'm doing a commercial for Zapier, but I do love it. So, so, it's, it's, so you can it. talk about it all you want. I mean, 5,000 apps. I mean, just tying all that together, like you're saying, how much time is that one little process just save people? Like in, instead uh, of probably totally. a half an hour, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes to a half an hour of time, you do it in like one minute. It's crazy yeah. how uh, yeah. how optimized you can make these processes now. 
Right. Well, you know, one of my favorite things that I do is because I've, you know, I book a lot of different meetings with people. I mean, I've got, I don't know how many meetings a day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it depends on the day. day. It's pretty much. But it day. could be, it could be as little as three, as much as, you know, 15. And it's trying to keep track of all of that and keep track of where I'm going to be, you know, what I'm going to be doing and all of that. Like it can, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure I can look at the calendar, but I also want to remember what I did. So I've got my entire calendar going to a, a, essentially like a Google sheet mm-hmm. so I can look back and kind of see what I did when. And that way hey, I can add notes to that if I want to. I can do all these different things and just these little things that now that's not making my life that much easier, but it's making it where I had this extra step of throwing in these notes into a single spot so I can go back and I can reference that later. That's where it makes it kind of great. To add on to that, now you can even do like transcription, <laughs> a transcription of your Zoom and then automatically throw it into a Google Drive with this stuff. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use this to save time, sometimes where you didn't even know you needed to save time, which is why I love this. Here's the problem with it, though. Okay. It's expensive. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now you can, you can get like 100 uh, or so like tasks per month for free, but... As you become addicted to this thing and they know that you're going to become addicted, <laughs> you can quickly start racking up the bill where it's a couple hundred bucks a month or a couple hundred bucks a year, depending on the the amount of usage that you're going to use. But if you think so about the, it, you know, $200 a month even. Well, exactly. It's, it's yeah. saving you personnel. Like literally exactly. you don't have to hire somebody because, you know, you're so much more efficient in all the different tasks and processes that you're putting through. So $200, yeah, it's kind of tough to you know pay for that just for an app, but it's a lot cheaper than paying somebody even minimum wage. And, and you probably wouldn't be hiring mm-hmm. somebody a minimum wage to do some of these roles. So, you know, it's saving you tons of money. Right. Well, plus the peace of mind, knowing that these things are just happening without you having to even think about it. You know, I mean, how many times, you know, after you send out something, like you're wondering, oh, did this happen? Did that happen? Like, for instance, you know, Twitter notifications are a pain, right? Mm. So uh, you get so many of them. Oh, this person tweeted this, this person. So I have it where if somebody like direct messages me, it actually pops up on my Apple Watch so that I know. And it's just those notifications that pop up. But I'm using a different application, not Zapier. I'm using something called Ift. If this, then that. It's I-F-T-T-T dot com. This thing is amazing, too. Because what it does is it connects your smart home to social media, essentially. Like I could have my office light blink if I if somebody, you know, tweets me (laughs) like I could do all kinds of crazy stuff like that if I really wanted to. And this one, it's actually free. So that that's kind of a benefit to this. There's far less apps and there's far less functionality than there is over at Zapier. But this one, it is a free alternative to that. So now I'm, I'm a little concerned, Russ, because I've tried to reach you many times and you don't reply. Now, mm-hmm. I know the, the light's blinking now because yeah, I've done it through exactly. social media. I've done it through email. I've done it through Slack. You don't reply. Hmm. Well, see, there's this great thing of filtering where you can filter out things. Uh, <laughs> now I figured it out. The answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the ift thing i've been using this at home i was one of the kind of early users of this thing i've been using this thing forever and i love it so if anybody mentions me on twitter it will actually it doesn't blink the lights but i will get a notification <laughs> if uh, if that happens which is kind of cool 
Um, I even have it set up. So here, here's what I can do, Greg. I can tell my uh, my Google Home to to it's barbecue time. So it knows that work is over. It turns off my computer monitor, turns off the office light, turns on the gazebo light, and and puts on some jazz music outside for me. <laughs> well, when is it not barbecue time in your life? Well, there is that. There is that problem with me, right? When am I not? <laughs> yeah. Well, you said you know earlier when you're kind of working on different projects, and it really helps you go back and kind of see what your notes are. I totally am into that because. Again, like you, I have so many meetings every single day and so many different conversations with different people. And sometimes it's about the same topic, but it's with different mm-hmm. groups of people. And I forget, like, who did I say what to, when, and what <laughs> ideas came from that conversation versus the next time yeah. we talk about that topic. And I get really overwhelmed at times because there's so many different ideas and, and trading and sharing of ideas that I'm going, okay. Which ones do certain people know about and which ones don't? <laughs> and I'm trying to right, so I go right. back to these notes that I have in these apps that really helps me just kind of organize where my conversations and where my future meetings should be, uh, you know, should go and what we should discuss because I know what we've already talked about and I know what I still want to introduce to that group. Right. Well, and, you know, it's like before, you know, when you and I would, would go and meet, right, there's certain restaurants that we went to. That I remember, oh, yeah, at that restaurant, we talked about this, 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 and this. Because you sort of have that, you know, whatever the atmosphere that you're around. Now that we're constantly just looking at a Zoom meeting <laughs> every day, it is hard to to think of like, oh, well, th- where's that separation? Like, wh- what did I – who did I have this talk with and who did I have that talk with? Because you're in the same spot generally for eight hours a day now <laughs> looking at the same screen. Yeah, so but- I, I think those meeting notes are are key. They are key, and I also think that if you cook some bacon before every meeting that you and I have, it probably helps. You, you know, know I'll, I'll start working on that. Yeah. I'll set up a bacon time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shortcut. <laughs> oh, that would be sweet. Well, we do, awesome. we do work really well with the influence of bacon in our system. That we do. And who doesn't, really? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. You got to get the bacon flowing. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, all right, so uh, talking – Automation. We also, I guess, got to get into, and I'm trying to squeeze in so much on the show. Can you tell? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm 10 minutes in and I'm only two apps in. I've got like 100 things to talk about here. <laughs> it could be part two coming. Oh, man. This might be a three-parter. Uh, first ever. Um, so, okay. Social media optimization or uh, automation, right? Like those are areas that like every business owner, like, no, 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 we're not a fan of to be honest, right? Having to do all of these extra things. There's a ton of people that love it. And there's a ton more that I think hate it because you've got to go in and you've got to actually remember to queue up your tweets or to send a tweet or to send a Facebook post or whatever. So you look actually alive on social media. Yeah. Now there's some companies, you know, they hire people, they have people to do it and, you know, they're, or they're very focused on it. But for the other people, buffer, I love buffer because you can actually import in all of your tweets and schedule them for later so that when you're having like this slow time, right? Like, ah, write 20 different tweets and you can just import in a spreadsheet of various tweets or, you know, you can get really fancy and hook it up through one of those other apps that I mentioned and just have it automatically feed out. But setting up stuff so that you can schedule it for later, you know, like is just amazing because we all go through those times of like, Oh, you know what? I, I've got 
an idea. I'm going to write it up. You write it up. And then all of a sudden you feel like, oh, shoot. Well, that kind of, you know, created this another, another idea and another idea and another idea. When I go to people's uh, like business owners and I look at their uh, Facebook or I look at their Twitter, it's always in spurts where they have like a week of like amazing social media presence and then three months of nothing. Right, right. <laughs> and then a week. It's like, take those ideas, throw them into something like Buffer, which basically it, it spreads out your tweets for you. It tells you the optimal time to post and you can schedule them for later. Like if you can do something like that, and there's plenty of other software like Buffer, there's Posto Plan, there's all these different uh, software out there that you can use for this. But like planning that stuff out and scheduling it out over time so that you take that one week of great social media posts and you stretch it out to two months and then all of a sudden you get like, oh, okay, I'll do it again. <laughs> right. Set it up one more time. Like that, that is for the win there. That is something that is really cool. So when you use Buffer, are you using it pretty much for all the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Are there any limitations to uh, yeah? So the the problem the problem actually is Instagram. Uh, Instagram is really tight on how you can automate posts. So there is Facebook has their own system for business posting, and you can use that and schedule uh, Facebook posts. You can schedule your uh, uh, Instagram messages on that software. You have to do use it on a desktop computer. Um, and it's, it's okay. It's not great, but it does make it where you can schedule things out. And the problem is then you're tied to just Facebook properties. So you mm -hmm. can only schedule for Facebook and for Instagram. Now using some of those other pieces, of course, as I mentioned earlier, like you can, you know, like move a Facebook post over to Twitter using some other software, but that's, two steps instead of one. <laughs> so don't I don't time. love that, but uh, it does make it where, you know, you can uh, use those uh, Instagram kind of scheduled messages uh, feature, but that's, that's the only way I know of, of doing it. It's called Facebook creator studio. Okay. And that's a, a kind of a cool little automation for Facebook and for um, uh, Instagram. What, what about LinkedIn? A lot of people are marketing on LinkedIn. Yeah, so LinkedIn, you can use that on uh, Buffer. You can use that on most of those platforms uh, to post. You know, the, the thing about LinkedIn, though, that I've noticed is, you know, it's it's such a different animal because you've got a very specific niche kind of audience that I just feel like getting on there and actually posting and actually like reading and commenting, like I think commenting for me is just so much better than actually posting on there. So I... I will comment on other people's posts and do things like that. And I just feel like that's been like more uh, uh, impactful for me. And also just sending messages to people and yeah. talking to people and communicating directly. Like those things are better so that you can't really yeah. schedule those things. But hey, if you schedule everything else, then you've got more room for for that on your plate. It's all about saving time with the, the other stuff. And I agree with you on LinkedIn. I, I personally like sending messages and replying to messages. I think it's just much more effective for that platform. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally think that works better than, I mean, the, the general posts, you know, like I posted, uh, I've got the daily podcast. I posted that on there a couple of weeks ago and got a, a, a really nice play day from it, you know? So there was, uh, you know, a couple hundred extra people that I didn't expect because I did, you know, a, a Facebook post, a LinkedIn post, and a, I did some tweets about the, the kind of anniversary of that show. And that was really helpful. And that was, so that's 
a spot where a post does come in handy, but I don't like to plug too much on those because then I'm just like the guy, you know, peddling podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be that guy. Exactly. But you know what I do want to pedal is whatever our uh, sponsor is for today. So we'll take a short break. <laughs> we'll listen to that. We'll come back. We'll talk more about automation right after this. Thanks for listening and thanks for subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you today. We're talking automation and uh, I was telling Greg during the break, I, I, I'm talking a lot this episode because it's one of those topics where I really just love. I, I love just going into a business and finding ways to create more time for a business owner. That's awesome. Like when you can give somebody those little tips. Yeah, you know, you can give people, you know, giving people money. Oh, that's great. Giving people time. That is incredible, I think. You know, that's like one of my favorite gifts that I can give somebody if I can go into a business and come up with some way for them to spend more time with their family or, you know, whatever it is. I love that. Well, yeah. Well, let's kind of combine both of those then, Russ, and and let's, uh, you know, save some people some time and make some people some money. Hey, I love that. Yeah, because we can use automation and we have used automation to generate leads Mm -hmm. and to kind of notify us when those leads are coming in and, and giving us information about those leads so that, you know, it gives us a better shot of making sales and more sales. Mm hmm. So if you could just talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things you've set up in the past and automating leads. You know, there's so many sales automation tools out there for kind of managing that pipeline, whether it's somebody new coming in or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And it, it depends on, on on what you call automation as well when you when you get into this. Right. Because somebody landing on your website, well, you have a form that pops up and then they complete that form, let's say. Once they complete that form, now you know who they are. So when they come back to your website, you can be notified and you can actually call them. So we, we set up this kind of cool thing uh, at one point for landing pages where somebody would land on this particular page, but it was a personalized landing page that we created. So we knew kind of who was going to get land on this page. We got a, alerted via Slack that somebody was on the page. And like, Greg, you could make the phone call right away and and know that that person has been on our page, Right. But also what we can do is we can automatically sign these people up for email campaigns and do a little email marketing to them or text message campaigns and have them automatically start to receive a text message. Oh, hey, saw that you were on the site. Would love to talk to you. You know, and you're not sending that message, but it looks like you are. <laughs> and then you can or, or reply we can back. And, them right in our, exactly. Uh, our exactly. So we can do all kinds of stuff once we kind of get to that point of uh, knowing who they are. And then once they become a customer, you know, because uh, everybody that you talk to becomes a customer. That's how you are, Greg. But right. once they become a customer, then, you know, we've we've got automation to bring them through kind of that onboarding process. And then once they're a customer, I don't know. I don't know what's not automated at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do so much for uh, uh, for clients that's automated that, and it's worked out fantastic for us where we've you know, been able to save a ton of time uh, for our teams. Uh, and we're actually saving time for our clients as well, because, you know, our clients, when they contact us or they fill out a form or they send us an email, the last thing they want to do is have to wait. Yeah. And nobody wants to wait. They want to get a quick response. Mm-hmm. And with the automation that's been set up, they are going to get a quick response, either a live response, either I'll call them, email them, what have you. But we also can set up the automated responses as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a client never feels like they're 
they're forgotten. Right. Or, you know, they're, they're having to sit and go, oh, my gosh, are they going to check their email? Are they going to, you know, are they going to get back to me? Yeah. Because with the automation, it, it's it's done. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Well, and that's the expectation of everyone now. They want instantaneous results. You know, Google, for instance, has trained us that, okay, all I have to do is type something and now I know the answer to it. You know, they, they expect instant results and there's a lot of companies that can deliver that or that have set up some sort of automation to deliver that. And if you're not automating that and not kind of giving a better, like, let's say customer care uh, type of automation or, you know, customer like appreciation automation, there's a new one. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. No. See, that's next level, right? Exactly. There. But if you can set this up so that you can give them a better experience from day one, that is fantastic. And there's so many services out there that can help you to do this, whether you're, you know, okay. So if you've got a huge budget, there's, you know, like Marketo um, or, you know, Salesforce has some marketing automation, you know, built in and some add-ons that you can add on to Salesforce if you're using those types of programs. But for the smaller business owner, there's, you know, there's pipe drive. There's, um, I am I'm a big fan of MailChimp actually. Uh, and that's got such a low entry fee. Like if you have, uh, under, I believe 500, um, people on your mail list, it's free. Uh, and you can set it up so that you have as when somebody signs up for a particular list, you can bring them through a, uh, just a, a chain of emails going out to them so that they can have their own custom experience based on where they signed up or what they you know did. And you can make these super smart. Now, this part of MailChimp is a paid thing, but it's not much. You know, we're talking 20 or so dollars a month. It's it's not much to set up this sort of automation for your customers. So let's let's walk through that. Let's say you set this up. They fill out a form on your website. Well, you send them an automatic email. Thanks for filling out the form. Here's typically what happens with our company. Here's, you know, a, a photo of our owner and a, and a little bio or something like that, right? Oh, okay, cool. I can expect a phone call on this day. They know and you've set that expe- expectation and they've got something at least there, right? And then you make that phone call. You can actually move them to a different list once you've made that phone call. And also, by the way, using some of those other programs I talked about earlier, it can set a reminder for you so that you don't forget <laughs> to actually call yeah, the client. You want to forget that. Exactly. Right. So, okay. So now you've got this client that you've called and now they're going down this separate path of automation because you've now had a hand in this saying, ah, this company's or this um, client is interested or they're not that interested. You know, you can kind of have like that, you know, warm to, to hot lead or cold to hot lead kind of spectrum in your pipeline. You put them into the, the right email set and you're most likely going to turn over more of these people into customers or turn more of these uh, people into customers because they've had a, a an email campaign that's been customized to them. That style of marketing automation, they expect it now. <laughs> you know, like, right. And the thing is from smaller, small to medium-sized businesses, a lot of them like you might not think that you can go there. You can totally go there and do this. I mean, I was doing this back in like 1998, you know, 2000. 98. I was doing. How old are you? <laughs> I was 14. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I was doing, you know, customer automation stuff back then. Very low scale, very, highly like you know, <laughs> highly duct taped uh, type of thing. 
But I mean, I, I was always interacting with my customers, you know, trying to communicate with them in whatever way I could in the most like automated way possible, because trying to do anything by myself, single, you know, business owner, like anything that I did took away from something else. So I had to automate and doing it back then was a little bit more difficult. Doing it now is easy. Just there's plenty of articles, YouTube videos that you can read on how to uh, automate your customer experience or customer acquisition. Like there's a ton of videos out there. It's going to be harder to figure out which one to watch (laughs) than a way to find the uh, information. What I'm hearing from you, though, is really interesting is you can automate it, but you can customize the responses even even through automation. Yeah. Which which is amazing to me because, you know, a lot of people, when they think of automation, they think, okay, it's just an auto response. It's going to be kind of templated. It's going to be the same old thing. Well, it is kind of templated, but it is customized with the information that you know about that Mm -hmm. client or, or that person. Now, the trick here is getting them to give you a little bit of information, fill out that form. Right, right. And, you know, that's kind of not an automation trick. It's more of a marketing trick. And one thing I always like to say is, if you want people to fill out form, give information to you, you need to give them something back. Right. And right. it's not just going to be a sales presentation, right? It's not just a pitch on whatever product you're trying to sell or, or that type of thing. Sometimes it's just free information or a free gift of something to get them to fill out that form because you need it. As a business yeah. owner, you need that information. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all this automation, you can't be as successful with it if you don't know who your your client is. So a uh, little marketing tip, give away something to get their information because if, once you have it, you have a much better chance of being able to take advantage of all this automation and actually turn this potential client into somebody that's buying your products. Yeah, well, you know, I think... All of automation really starts with kind of a highly manual process and deep discovery. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you can't automate something that you don't entirely understand, right? So as you're talking to people, let's let's use my example there and kind of combine it with what you're talking about here. You've got a customer where you say, I'm gonna return your call within, you know, 48 hours or whatever. Okay, you make that phone call. And you learn some stuff about that client. You might not have the right pipelines for that particular client or right funnels or right path for them to take next. But take notes and figure out like, oh, okay, well, now I've got, after that phone call, I've got 20 people that said X and 20 people that said Y. Well, okay, I should create a path for X and for Y, you know, whatever that information is. And now you can kind of take that and keep moving down the path and growing those funnels out so that it becomes something that that you can automate later. And that's from that deep discovery and, you know, keeping great notes on those calls, doing the process in a manual way and then automating it, you know, looking for for guests for the podcast. (laughs) It's just been like... I've got it set up now where I basically copy and paste a website into a database. That database sends out an email. It looks for an email on the web page. It sends out an email and there you go. That's 
so many less steps that I that I need to take. I have to type in one sentence. The rest of it's already all put together. There, I've I've for for the guests of the podcast, I've revealed something to you. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Now 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 we're not going to get any exactly. guests. They just realize it's just one sentence you're sending to them. Exactly. Well, and I like the process of of the funnels that you're talking about because I I, I have a term I call it lead nurturing. Right. And it's, you know, moving them down certain funnels based on the information that you know of them originally, but then you're going to learn more information about them, hopefully, through the process. Mm -hmm. And through that new information that you're getting, you, you may lead them down to a new funnel, but they're always, you're always discovering more information about that prospect. And because you're discovering more, you're going to give them more back on how your product or your service might be a good fit for them. So if you just keep nurturing it over time, eventually, you know, they're going to be a a client of yours. It's like, you know, when you go on a date with somebody, the first date doesn't usually turn into marriage, right? (laughs) (laughs) Not not often, at least. We're not successful marriage. (laughs) It usually takes a few dates or Mm -hmm. a long time before, you know, you figure out that it's a good fit for each other. The same thing happens in business, right? You're both kind of figuring out, are, are you right fits for each other? And that's kind of that whole process. And, and automating that process just makes it so cool and, and very easy to do nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love the analogy to dating when it comes to this stuff, because the great thing about that is every single situation is different, right? There's so many mm-hmm. nuances there of like that path of falling in love, <laughs> Or figuring out if that's the right person. There's so many different turns that you're going to take through that. And it's the same way in the process of getting a client to buy. Now, okay, if you're selling, you know, whatever, pencils. Okay, maybe not. You know, you're selling lollipops on the corner. (laughs) Yeah. But we're talking about the big deals, the clients that are going to be around for a long time. There's a long path of nurturing there sometimes with those clients. And the more you can automate on that, the more you can learn about how you should automate, the better you're going to be. And the more people you're going to be able to touch, the more people you're going to be able to bring in. It's just, it's all good when you can, you know, get to that level of uh, uh, automation with uh, your clients. Well, you've gotten a lot of automation off your chest tonight. I have. I have. How do you feel? How do you feel? I, you know, I feel, we've been talking about it forever and you, I feel you got the first now. 30 minutes of automation out. <laughs> you can, you can tell, right? That I, that I love it. That I, this is like my topic. Oh my God. It's the best. It's the best, you know, <laughs> talking to you about this topic because you do love it. And, you know, the enthusiasm is just flowing through you. And I, I can't wait to talk automation with you again because there's so much more. We need to I, discuss. I think we should save it for a little time here just so that, you know, I'm. it's like it would be like having too much bacon. Well, wait, is that? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's possible. It, it, it's it's kind of possible. Yeah, I think so. I think I, that's a good uh, analogy. <laughs> We need to recover from all of this automation sensation this time so we can just take in as much as possible the next time. Exactly. And I think I just figured out what you're going to title the show. (laughs) Good call. Good call. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to me uh, talk about automation over and over. And that's that one's for Greg. Thanks for listening to us today for those listening to. Yeah, thanks, everyone. (laughs) I'm still on the show. Yeah, yeah. I I promise you'll hear more of Greg next time on the show. Hey, all of the uh, information advice that we give you on the show, it's. 
all to try to help you out, right? It, it's what we think we would do, and we hope that it will work for you. And, you know, we got to say that for, for legal reasons, I guess, right? <laughs> Just to make sure <laughs> we don't take you down a wrong path. Hey, we want your business to grow. And I think listening to the podcast is, is one of those ways that we can help your business and you can help your business grow. We bring on entrepreneurs like you. We bring on guests to try to help all of us learn about various topics. And the best way to make sure that you stay on top of all of those is to subscribe. And we would love some some you know, ratings as well. Yeah. So if you're listening on any podcast application, they've got some crazy way of, of giving us a five star or whatever it is. If you could go do that, that would be fantastic. And it's whatever you feel, you, 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 you know, five star would be great, but you know, we'll settle for four. <laughs> we thank you for listening and we will talk to you next time.